So the Ducks lost to a decent team and beat a possible lottery team. This is nothing new. We know this story all too well. Ducks allow a plethora of shots, and all John Gibson can do is tolerate it. Okay. Oh, also, what's going on across the street? Um, Artie Moreno is staying with the Angels? This is why we can't have nice things. This is me trying. Can we just go back to December when I saw Welcome to New York and passing through a Christmas tree farm and Lukas Dostal was Superman in net? Okay, it's certainly sad, beautiful, tragic in Anaheim right now. We'll talk about all that on this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You see what you've done, Ducks? Look what you made me do. Hello, welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and if I have to live with watching this version of the Ducks, I don't want to live forever. Meanwhile, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Okay, call it what you want. Another embarrassment, another bad loss, followed by embarrassing a team that I kind of hate at this point. I mean, if there's an anti-hero, it's certainly the Phoenix Coyotes. They're the anti-hero. Oh, and the Ducks allowing far too many shots again. And Trevor Zegras being the best karaoke singer of all time. We'll get, we'll get to that later. Oh, and speaking of anti-heroes, Victor Olofsson was the anti-hero over the weekend from the Buffalo Sabres. Yes, the Ducks continued their road trip in Buffalo. I'll go through that game very quickly because that was the embarrassment. Okay, look, Buffalo... They're a decent team. In fact, you ready for this? You ready? Buffalo could be, maybe, have an outside chance at the playoffs. Whoa. Wait, are we talking about the same Buffalo Sabres that have not made the playoffs for the past decade? Yes. Are we talking about the same Buffalo Sabres team that got rid of Jack Eichel? Yes. That same Buffalo Sabres team. Yeah, they put on a good performance against the Anaheim Ducks. Just to go over that quickly, they won 6-3. The Ducks allowed 39 shots to Buffalo and allowed a power play goal again because the Ducks are very good at allowing power play goals. They've done this all season long. There's no surprise there. Guess who got the power play goal? Jeff Skinner. Also no surprise there. But you know who was good? Trevor Zegris. Z was on hat-trick watch Again, netting two goals in the second period. Two nice goals, might I add. I think Trevor Zegras played probably his best game of the season. He was doing the exact opposite of that game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember that game at Pittsburgh where Zegras had an open shot on net? It was as if the hockey gods said, Here, Trevor, have this wide-open breakaway shot. Do what you owe." Oh, no, no, don't pass. No, no. Remember that? Zegers had an open shot, opted for a pass. Puck went the other way. Pittsburgh won it. 
Well, he did the opposite of that. He actually was aggressive on this game and looking a little bit more shot first, which is what he should be doing and he should have been doing all along as my dog is, right? Oh, the dog is right here. You know what? Why not? Let's let's bring her on. Say hi to the folks out there. Yes, yes. Say hi to everyone out there. This is this is Zuri. Zuri is a good girl. Zuri, I, I'm sure she's looking at the camera right now. She's She looks really happy. I know. All right. I'm going to let you down, okay? All right. That was Zuri, everyone. Say bye, Zuri. All right. Okay. She just wanted to say hi, folks. That's that's really all. <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen too often, but sometimes she just wants to get in, and she's staring at me with a smile right now. Like, the, the look on her face is literally smiling, and I'm going to leave this all in because she's very cute. Yeah, she doesn't want to come on again. Okay. Oh, my train of thought here is that the Ducks just had a bad performance against a team that is on the rise. A team that has started to rebuild the right way. They tore everything up last year, and it really began with that Jack Eichel trade. Imagine a team trading one of their centerpieces for some actual good pieces. Imagine that. Well, Buffalo has done just that. They traded away some assets and got something good out of them. Um, can I talk a little bit about Peyton Krebs? Yeah, that Peyton Krebs, who came from Vegas and has done exceptionally well with the Buffalo Sabres. How about, oh, I don't know, how about Trace? Uh, uh, yeah, Thompson. Tage Thompson. <laughs> I almost said Trace Thompson from the Dodgers. No, Tage Thompson from the Buffalo Sabres. He's been unbelievable this season. He has been a revelation across the National Hockey League. He only got an assist on this game. He didn't even score a goal. Oh, boy. But he does have, you ready for this? 66 points this season. 66 Born in Phoenix, by the way. If it wasn't for the Coyotes, he probably wouldn't have developed. Okay, sure. 33 goals in this season. Thompson has been amazing. But going back to certain players. Jack Eichel got traded to Vegas for Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck. Tuck got two apples on this game. Peyton Krebs got two goals in this game. I think... You ready for this? I think maybe Buffalo, I'm not going to say they won this trade, but they didn't lose the farm. They didn't lose this trade. I don't know if they've won it yet, but they've done okay with this trade. Peyton Krebs has looked good this season. He had two goals on this game. Alex Tuck, he's looked pretty freaking good this season for Buffalo, especially watching more Sabres hockey than I'll admit. He has probably been one of the best players. I would say, mm, I'm not going to say the best. I, I don't know if I want to say second best on that team either, but he is a top three player on that Buffalo Sabres team, certainly. And I have liked his game since he was in Vegas. Another guy that I really like on this team that did score a goal, Dylan Cousins. 
Dylan Cousins, I think, has been kind of a revelation, and he is a rising star in this league. The Buffalo Sabres are kind of showing what to do during a rebuild. The good way to try to build up a team and give the Sabres fans some kind of hope. I know this is a Ducks podcast, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the Sabres because it's comparing one way to rebuild and retool and looking at another way to not rebuild and retool. Former GM Bob Murray was doing the exact opposite of what the Sabres were doing. He was trying to retool and retinker over and over and over again, and now it's led to the Ducks in this deep valley of non-playoff appearances. And Buffalo right now, they're definitely on the uprise, and that trade was really a catalyst for this team to improve a lot. Buffalo, as of right now, they are fourth in the Atlantic Division. They're only three points back of a wildcard spot. The Buffalo Sabres. And they have games in hand on the Washington Capitals. So if you looked at percentage points right now, Buffalo would be a number eight seed. They would have the second wildcard spot based on playoff percentage if the season ended today. I never thought I'd be saying those words. New Jersey's in the playoffs. Buffalo's in the playoffs. Two teams that have done their rebuild right. And meanwhile, we are stuck with the Ducks. They're stuck in a lavender haze of mediocrity and whatnot. It's bad, folks. It's really bad. And I wanted to make this a standalone episode. And I still might make this a standalone episode talking about the Sabres. Because I'm amazed at how well the rebuild has gone. Even 47 games in, they are still in a playoff spot right now. They're in position to be on the rise. Florida, they're not on the rise. In fact, Florida has done worse since their big splashy trade. Tampa Bay, they're not going to be good forever. Washington, they're older. Pittsburgh, they're older. The new kid on the block is the Buffalo Sabres in the East. I would say the Devils too, but I like the upside for Buffalo a little bit more and we certainly saw it during that game and it was very evident to me how fast Buffalo is how much more polished they are and the reason I say that much more polished is because of their coaching Don Granado has not done a bad job with Buffalo considering the lineup that he has they've not done bad so I just have to give credit where credit is due there. All right. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about this game. Well, sort of about that game, not exactly the game. So we'll get to that on the other side. But first, let's talk about FanDuel, which is the new online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. So we welcome FanDuel. And hey, we welcome you to try FanDuel for yourself because the NFL playoffs are here and we've got four teams left. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And new customers can get started today with a $150 free bet guarantee. When you place your first $5 bet, 
Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can check out the NFL playoffs, NBA, when is LeBron going to break the record? Maybe not at home. NHL is there as well. So if you want that on an app that is safe and secure and super easy to use, head over to FanDuel.com slash NH, or sorry, slash locked on. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, let's talk about some of the auxiliary stuff from that game really quick. Oh, Trevor Zegras. <laughs> Trevor Zegras singing along to You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. As soon as I was, I was watching the game live, as soon as I saw it developing, I could hear the song and I kind of saw him mouthing something. I was like, what is he doing? So I rewound it, listened to the song, and I said, oh, wow. Oh, he's, to- he's totally singing along to Taylor Swift. I mean, I'll admit I know all the words to that song. I know all the words to a lot of Taylor Swift songs. Am I a little bit of a Swifty? Eh, maybe. Maybe a little bit. If you've seen me talk with Jess Balmasto from Locked on Flames, we've definitely had our moments um, being Taylor Swift fans. We even talked about, you know, what songs fit the Anaheim Ducks, what songs fit the Calgary Flames. I said that the song that fit the Anaheim Ducks was Cruel Summer. You want to talk about a team that did not have the best summer? It's the Anaheim Ducks, so I chose Cruel Summer for them. Also, Cruel seeing some guys leave and seeing Ryan Gesloff retire. Yeah, it, it sucks. It does suck. So that's what I picked. I'm sticking with it. It could be another Cruel Summer for the Anaheim Ducks this summer as well because, you know, they're starting to win games. Right now, as of this recording, the Ducks have the third best odds to get the number one pick. Not even the best odds anymore. Third best. They could somehow wind up with the fifth pick and be stuck with the player that they're not going to see for two to three years. And we're going to have the same thing happen over and over and over again. So I might already make that the Taylor Swift song for the Anaheim Ducks this year. But back to Trevor Zegras. You know, he started singing along a little bit. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really funny, personally, that Z was singing along to Taylor Swift. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And another reason why we just adore Trevor Zegers around here, which is why he is, he's a GOAT. He's just one of the best in the NHL, not only for his scoring acumen, but for his personality as well. I mean, I could sing the song right now if I wanted to. I'm not. But it was great. Also, the intermission report where Ali Lozoff said, you know, Trevor, like, you know, you might have been singing there a little bit. And Trevor retorted back saying, no, I got to stay focused. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we, we know he was singing along. The cameras were on him. We all saw it. And we all loved it. So... Trevor Zegras, you keep doing you, buddy. You keep singing those Taylor Swift songs because I'll be singing right there with you. You know, next time we have a game at the Ponda, I hope that whoever decides what songs to play, 
I hope they play some Taylor Swift, and I hope he sings along to them. Maybe play that song again. He seems to love it a lot. Why not? All right, we're going to come up to the second intermission in a bit. Before we do that, i got to talk about the other auxiliary thing from that game that really caught my attention. And that was pre-game. Now, why the crap would a pre-game really interest me that much? It interested me that much because we had a face-off that we haven't seen in a long time. We've seen this maybe once every few years. But there was a pre-game ceremony where Ryan Miller dropped the first puck. Now, I should point out that the previous home game, Ryan Miller's number 30 was raised to the rafters in Buffalo. So congrats to Ryan Miller on a stellar career with the Buffalo Sabres, St. Louis, and definitely the Anaheim Ducks. Ryan Miller, every stop he's been in, he's been beloved. Like, seriously. Like, I cannot find a reason to dislike the guy at all. Ryan Miller is one of the most likable players to have played in the NHL. Certainly one of the most likable players to don a Ducks uniform. I mean, I loved his last couple years in Anaheim. I love that last season. You could tell how much it meant to him playing those final games, getting that, getting the send-offs that he did, getting to have his last game with his parents there. You could see the tears on his eyes. As soon as I saw Ryan Miller go to center ice, I was like, oh, shoot, here we go. Like, don't lose it, don't lose it. And then I saw Gibby and Anderson go to center ice. I was like, oh, who cut onions in here? Seriously. Like, I watched that and I was like, like, that was a sweet hug between him and the Hamburglar and between him and John Gibson. The other reason for that is, you know, Craig Anderson right now is playing backup for the Buffalo Sabres. By the way, props to them wearing their sweet vintage goat head jerseys, which is what Ryan Miller wore for a lot of his time in Buffalo. That was just done so perfectly to have his friends out on the ice, to have former teammate out on the ice. That was everything. That was truly a great moment. And you could see how much that meant, meant to John Gibson as well. As soon as he got that hug and you could see him smiling, it just meant the world to him. And pointed out from Eric Stevens, he said 880 wins between, between those three American netminders. Ryan Miller has the American record with 391. Craig Anderson, 316. John Gibson, a ways away at 174. John Gibson is currently 14th on that list. He's also fourth among active netminders that are born in America. So there's three goaltenders born in America that have more wins than John Gibson. We'll make that a bit of a trivia. I mean, I'll tell you the answer in a bit. But just to point out really quickly, Ryan Miller has the record with 391. John Van B- John Van Beesbrook has 374. Tom Barrasso has 369. Those are the top three. Then you've got some other greats on there. Mike Richter's on there. Jim Howard's on there. There are some great American-born goaltenders. And as I pointed out, John Gibson, 174, he is fourth among active American-born goaltenders. 
So, do you know who the other three are? Hmm. There are three goaltenders. One of them you should get because I talked about them already. So, who are the three? We'll leave that as a bit of, you know, we'll leave it as a cliffhanger for now. So, we'll take our second intermission and I will tell you what the answer is on the other side. But first, let's talk about Athletic Greens. Now, I've used Athletic Greens for a while now because I didn't have time. I wanted better gut health. And I hate, hate taking pills and vitamins. Absolutely don't like taking pills. I've been on it for a few weeks and I'm going to get back on it starting next week full time. I'll admit I've kind of slacked off a little bit because I've been busy. But when I do take it and when I am exercising regularly, it helps get my energy going because I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start my day right. It is recommended by pro athletes and recommended by me also. So it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit, is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So to answer the question, the little trivia question that I gave you before the break, which three American-born goaltenders are above John Gibson on the active list? I mentioned one of those names already, Craig Anderson with 316 wins. The other two goaltenders, Jonathan Quick of the Los Angeles Kings, has 367 wins as of right now. He might pass Ryan Miller. Quick is only 24 wins away. And third on that list, Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. He's all of a sudden got 224 wins under his belt. And he's done it in the same amount of games as John Gibson. Hellebuck just has an offense that supports him. And Gibby, eh, not so much. That's the facts. So again, the three goalies, American-born, that have more wins that are active, John Quick, Craig Anderson, Connor Hellebuck. And I legit think Connor Hellebuck has a decent chance to pass Ryan Miller. Jonathan Quick, I think, has the best chance. Quick will get a few more games this season. I would expect him to get... Probably five or six more wins this season, which would put him at 372. That would put him 20 away from Ryan Miller. And it sounds like Quick is going to have maybe one, maybe one more season left in the NHL. So you know what? We'll see how that goes. But again, Jonathan Quick is first on that list on active American-born goaltenders. Um, his contract, I know this isn't locked on Kings, I've talked about other teams more than I've talked about the Ducks because, you know, who wants to talk about the Ducks right now? Jonathan Quick is in the last year of his contract. 
Um, there's rumors that he might retire this season. There's rumors that he could come back for one more season on a discount. Maybe he'll get the Ryan Miller type discount because I don't think Quick wants to just go away. I think Quick wants to go for that record. I really do. And I think it would mean a lot to him to get that record. Like he's already got two cups. He's won a Con Smythe. He's won a Jennings. He's got several accolades. Several. He might. He might try to do it. All right. So we're not going to talk about the Ducks. We're not going to talk Kings either. I'm going to leave this just kind of open-ended because I mentioned this at the start of the show. And I remember being just really angry. Like, why? Why is this happening? I needed a second to compose myself because I'm angry right now. I'm angry at what is happening across the street at Angel Stadium. Artie Moreno is going to stick around. And even though this is a Ducks podcast, this is somewhat, actually, this is pretty relevant to the Ducks because there was the rumor that the Samuelis were going to be possibly bidding to buy the Angels from Artie Moreno. Artie Moreno pulled back and said, no, no, we're not going to sell the team after all. In fact, there was a nice little, I guess, statement from the Moreno family. I'll read it as is, because why not? Quote, during this process, it became clear that we have unfinished business and feel we can make a positive impact on the future of the team and the fan experience. This offseason, we committed to a franchise record player payroll and still want to accomplish our goal of bringing a World Series championship back to our fans. We're excited about this next chapter of Angels Baseball. We're grateful to Gal- Galatioto Sports Partners for their outstanding efforts throughout the process that allowed us to meet with a number of highly qualified individuals and groups who expressed strong interest in the club. However, as discussions advanced and began to crystallize, we realized our hearts <laughs> remain with the Angels, <laughs> and we are not ready to part ways with the fans, players, and our employees. From Artie Moreno, Angels owner, end quote. Oh my God, so much crap from that statement. Of course, he'd be remiss if he didn't mention that franchise record player payroll. That's like Artie Moreno saying, look at all this money that I have. Look at all this money that I am pumping into the team with a goal of bringing a World Series. (laughs) I'm going to stop right there. That was not the goal. The goal was not to bring a World Series back to Anaheim. The goal was to bring in as much money to Anaheim as possible. That's what Artie Moreno knows. He knows dollars and cents. Artie Moreno knows a lot of things. He didn't get rich by being an idiot. He's intelligent in some ways. He does not know how to run a baseball franchise. It has become abundantly clear, especially over the past decade plus, where the Angels have had zero, zero playoff wins. When I could see the camera through my eye, when you could actually see my eye through there, yeah, no playoff wins in a decade. That's with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. That's sad. That's really sad, folks. I know Locked On Angels, they've had a lot to say about it. They're going to have more to say about it over the week. So just want to give them a quick little plug. If you want to hear the complaining about it and 
those guys are generally positive guys. They're generally pretty optimistic. I used to be that optimistic. And then <laughs> and then watching this Ducks team for the last four years, my optimism is almost gone. Yeah, I think those guys finally broke. So if you want to see some angry venting, check out Locked on Angels. They're pretty pissed. All right. I just wanted to mention that. It's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. We'll have another one later because I didn't get to talk about yesterday's win against the Coyotes. So we'll have another one. We'll be back. Then we'll have goals Thursday. Then we'll have a couple more shows this week because we got a couple games to talk about. And then the break. Yeah, that'll go well. In the meantime, don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Amazon. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. I'll see you later. Please continue to be careful out there. Be kind to one another and Ducks fly together. <laughs>